bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. And now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck and Jay Parker. All right, yes, it is, and we can do this because it's a good one. We're live tonight the Modern Eater Show. Greg Hollenbeck and Jay Parker from Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. Jay, I, I'll tell you what, man. We've been stringing them together. Another great remote broadcast, and this is going to be a good one. It is, and it's a full house, and the band is setting up. And there's not a uh, dry mouth in the house because there's a lot of craft beer running around. My second favorite brewery, um, increasingly becoming my first, Ska, which has been my favorite for years and years. But these guys right here, um, they really do it right. And Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project at 925 West 8th Avenue. Again, a full house, but I think we could accommodate a couple more. But we'll just check in right now. And speaking of more, Andrew Moore. Uh, brewer and owner, along with Ben Gettinger. Gettinger. I'll get it right. Uh, Andrew and Ben here with us tonight. Here we are, man. This is what we've worked for, right? Yeah, this is awesome. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Hey, Ben. How are you? <laughs> I'm excellent. Good, good <laughs> stuff. And why wouldn't you be? Um, you know, when, when we sit here, and we'll set the stage because we have a packed show for you. And uh, next segment, look forward to this because Carrie Baird. Uh, contestant in Top Chef season 15 this year. She's doing great from Bardo. She's going to check in with us over the phone for a couple minutes. But in the meantime and in between time, uh, Ben and Andrew sit down and we'll kind of just set the stage of, of what we're doing here tonight. But I have to start out by saying um, community, collaboration, and togetherness. And during the holidays, you guys, Andrew, uh, nothing better than to see the community and the collaborations come together and we've really got something great here tonight. Oh yeah, this is wonderful. I mean, it's one of the reasons, one of the things that drew me to the beer business was that we could do events like this where we got Root Shoot Malting, we've got Inland Island East Labs, we have Spice Trade Brewing and everybody's just come together. They've built gingerbread houses, they've helped us make great beer. It's, it's a lot of fun. Now, Greg, Jay here. So speaking of the gingerbread houses, right, which is, yeah. and, and we made one with a company called My Make Studio. And if you see it as cheating, they, well, we did a lot of the work. We just no. looked for inspiration and a little bit of guidance is the main thing. But you have them, for people listening, you have them set up outside in the tent so people can uh, vote yeah. on who did the best thing. Yeah, so voting just started. So you can grab yourself a piece of popcorn or a piece of candy. You can put it in the bowl next to your favorite gingerbread house or and then gingerbread castle. And then at the end of the night, uh, we'll give away the trophy. What's the end of the night? <laughs> when is the end of the night here? So I think the voting's going to run from 6 to 9. Uh, 6 to 9. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tap room's a- open till 11. <laughs> till 11. Uh, ben, I always love having you on the show just because, uh, again, here, here you guys are, a couple of young entrepreneurs, you get together and you say, uh, let's start a brewery. As, as much fun as that sounds on a, on a piece of uh, a bar napkin paper, there's a lot of work involved in building a brewery and, and, and all there within, right? That's right. I think we, Andrew and I worked together for eight months before we even found property, and then it was... 55 weeks after signing our lease before we opened. Yeah. So, okay. And it all, it all starts with delicious beer, right? That's right, yes. I uh, tried a couple of Andrews. I didn't vet him that hard, but it turns out he makes great beer. So. <laughs> uh, great beer indeed. And, and kind of the, the, what we touched upon a few minutes ago about 
collaboration. We have a beer here tonight that you guys have collaborated with Spice Trade Brewing Company, and you'll hear from Jeff uh, from Spice Trade Brewing Company a little bit later in the show. But talk about that collaboration for a second, would you, Andrew? Yeah, so we met Jeff and, and Carl over the summer at Beer Fest. We were at the same Beer Fests every Saturday, and uh, we just have sort of an affinity in the way that we think about beers. They do... Uh, you know, they're inside the Yak and Yeti restaurant, so they do a lot of sort of Southeast Asian spices and different spices and herbs. And so we got to talking. We said, hey, we should we should do a collaboration. Uh, it ended up being around the holidays. So it's uh, it's a gingerbread Bach. We're calling it Gretel beer. Gretel beer? Yeah. That's the name that you guys finally uh, yeah. decided on. Wondering. That's the name. Gretel beer. Gretel beer. And yeah. now, how can people in the shot of our voice, or they can't make it here tonight, but are they, how can they try this Gretel beer? So you can try it here, and you can try it uh, at the Yak and Yeti location in Arvada. Yeah. We were at the Yak and Yeti yesterday. It was yesterday. And, and Spice Trade. And I'll tell you what, Jeff's. He's brewing delicious beer yeah. himself. They're making great beer. Uh, utilizing spices and the mindfulness of what they do. But I got to tell you what, uh, it really shocked. Ben, have you been over to Spice Trade? I've not made it yet. Oh, my goodness. No. So it, it shocked me a little bit. Uh, small facility. Yeah. Really small facility. It is. So it's the same size brew house as ours. But I think tonight I heard it described as a dungeon. As a dungeon. Yeah. Good to Yours or his? His. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's got the downstairs thing, right? What did he say that that the, was called? A cellar. The cellar. Yeah. The cellar. Well, I know why. And that's where a cellar men came yeah, from. Yeah, that's what I, it, it, I guess breweries back in the day, that's the way the layout used to be, that everything would go and it would be brewed and then brought down to the cellar, and, and that's where the, the beer was stored. Yeah, I mean, the, the temp, more consistent temperatures yeah. underground. Yeah. He, he, he went over that, too. Greg, that's one of the things that is probably the funnest part about doing this show and going and meeting the yeah. people and the brewers we meet is that they teach you things that you just don't learn normally on the beer thing. You wouldn't think about it. You wouldn't think about the cellar and temperature and all as, as just somebody who enjoys drinking craft beer. Well, so, you wouldn't, Andrew. Well, well, that's what I mean. I'm saying for the person like myself, that's just one of the, the fun parts is you get to learn something, and then you can brag later that you're smarter. So let's talk about the friends that we've gathered here today. Again, Ben and Andrew uh, here from Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. And again, 8th and Santa Fe at 925 West 8th Avenue. Tonight's really the place that you want to be on this uh, brisk uh, evening in the Mile High City. And it really shows you that sense of community and people gathering together. And it's because of the folks that we have lined up. And hopefully we can uh, kind of put everything into a capsule tonight and and make these memories. And, and I think it's very important to solidify these relationships because I, I beat the drum every single week, Jay, that um, high tides raise all ships. And I am a firm believer in that. And as you see it popping off tonight inside of Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project, um, that's a testament of exactly what we're saying. So, guys, let's do a little preview of, of the folks that are going to be on the show tonight. So, um, as far as breweries go, the model is, is that most of them, unless you're a brew pub, is that... You're not serving food. You're actually asking other folks to come here, and the food truck model is, is what you work off of. And those relationships are very valu valuable, you guys. And um, they put up their hand, and tonight, Karma Food Truck's in the house. What do you know about Karma Food Truck, Ben? Anything? 
They serve delicious food that's sitting in front of you right now. Have you tasted any of it? I did. I had the beef bowl. Beef and ice bowl. The smoked paneer non-witch was delicious, too. I've tried to make paneer a couple times. It's a sort of soft white Indian cheese. Yeah. And they smoke theirs and kind of cut it in really long strips. It's delicious. Is there any coincidence that they're here tonight and kind of spice trades deal? Because you guys really, I say that you're serving um, delicious food uh, out of a cake. Your, your, your recipes yeah. are, are fantastic. They're far out. But they're so delicious that you feel like you're actually eating a meal. And to complement it with this uh, uh, food here tonight just seems like it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, we like to play with bold flavors, Indian cuisine, Southeast Asian cuisine definitely brings that to the table, and yeah, it goes nicely yes. with what we're doing with, with, with Spice Trade's doing as well. Yeah, it's Spice Forward, uh, yeah. the food and the Indian food itself. Along with that, you guys introduced us to something that I'm really looking forward to uh, and think it's so cool. It's called a squirrel. A squirrel. Yeah. Uh, it, talk about a squirrel for just a second, So Andrew. the square barrel, uh, we were in, introduced to this, Alex and David, came to us with this product and um, they're essentially sort of fusing a barrel with a keg Mm -hmm. and so they've created this product that is an extremely versatile barrel it has separate staves that can be swapped out for different kinds of oak um, and it can also be pressurized and cleaned and reused like a keg Um, I think it's a game changer yeah so I think it absolutely could be a game changer and I think you know it's it's something that's kind of right up our alley. You know, we, we play a lot with spices and herbs and vegetables, and to be able to add sort of wood and infusions to that mix is a, an exciting uh, opportunity. In, in a fairly intricate manner to where you're able to add different staves, and we'll get into this a lot more in depth and detail, and I hope you'll join us for this segment, yeah, actually. Yeah. I think it's valuable. But it, it's a game changer in the sense of where um, we're getting into the precise science of being able to barrel age at this point. Yeah, the precise science and also, um, you know, it, it sort of allows you to take that next step from, you know, using your 100-year-old white oak barrels, um, you know, just mixing and matching the sourcing of exotic wood. Uh, it's exciting, I think, a lot uh, of the possibilities. Jay Parker, I just want to jump in because it's what I found the most interesting about this product is that it, it's inspired from the lack of white oak that is out there that a lot of brewers and distillers use to age their spirits and their beer because I mean let's face it we're using it faster than we can grow it yeah, I mean that's, it's just basic math at that point right so it's like okay well how do like we still want whiskey that's aged in, with, with, that has white oak uh, flavor to it so how do we do that and it's they're just doing it in a in a like a sliver at a time, I yeah. guess. They say you don't need, and, and now listen, that's what they say out there, yeah, but sure. you don't necessarily need the whole barrel to be uh, uh, of all of that wood to take away flavors from whatever wood that is. So they're slotting in yeah. less wood at a time, and right. they're saying that we're getting the flavors out that we want to get out. It's aging with wood in it, but it, they're using you know 80% less yeah. wood per batch. Yeah, less wood, more surface area. Right. So as you can tell, we're looking forward to talking to David and Alex from Squirrel Barrel Company, and they're going to come up at 745 and booze in the news. But a couple more segments uh, before we break and go to Carrie Baird, uh, top chef contestant this year. Uh, two two uh, businesses that you guys work with, Root Shoot Malting and Inland Island Yeast as well. Yeah, yeah. I think Dan from Root Shoot Malting said he had the best day of his life. Uh, that's a direct quote from Dan. 
went brewing this beer, throwing gingerbread men into the mash tub. <laughs> and, and so is the testament to, where does that live? Does that live on the event page? Because we capture yes. that in video yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It does. Uh, so check out, uh, you can go to the Modern Eater Facebook page and click on our latest event. You'll see that event page with a lot of cool videos and, and also the gingerbread houses that we've made tonight. Before we go to break, I want to just quickly uh, jump to Ben and talk about uh, we're ben- it's uh, Beer with a Cause tonight. We're actually benefiting some things as well. Uh, bring a non-perishable can uh, here tonight. That's right. Any non-perishable food item. We're doing a food drive for the Denver any Inner City Parish's uh, food bank. So if you... Uh, Bring a non-perishable item, you get a dollar off your bar tab. If you bring in two, you get two dollars off your bar tab, etc. That's great. Uh, and here's a cool thing: you can vote for the modern eaters uh, gingerbread. No, whichever. You can also vote for Adams. <laughs> yes. Did we did we label them out there? Does yes, anybody they know who's who? Yeah. I we labeled we, them all intrepid. I yeah. wish. We, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I think uh, so far, and I can just say it now, and I think we'll all agree that everybody's a winner here tonight. Um, we, we, it really is. And, and again, talking about that and having a great charity tied to tonight. And uh, it just it emphasizes and solidifies that sense of community. Gentlemen, thanks for being the great host that you are. Oh, thanks for thank you, guys. It, it's so cool. We're going to take a break. Uh, you can stick around if you like. I don't know. Do either one of you guys watch Top Chef? Uh, yeah. Do you really? I do. Are you lying to me right now? I'm not lying to you. (laughs) So are you following season 15? Because it's really Denver-centric. There's a lot of great Denver chefs and restaurants that are... It's, there's been a little bit too much work here for me to see every episode. But so you get I to binge watch and yeah, catch so up. Yeah, so I'll get to binge watch later. And I think up. you'll be inspired just along with you if you haven't been following season 15 of Top Chef. Um, when you hear, hear Carrie Baird representing our city, you'll be so proud. and You'll want to uh, catch up on all the episodes. We're only two in, two episodes in, so easy to catch up. All right, guys, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Uh, we'll step aside and uh, two minutes. We'll be back in two minutes. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker at Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project right here at 925 West 8th Avenue in the Santa Fe Arts District. It is uh, all's well in the world, Jay. Let's take that break and come back with Carrie Baird, Top Chef Bardo, next on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Bobby Stuckey, Master Sommelier from Frosca Food & Wine in Boulder, Colorado, and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. 
The most delicious hot dogs in Denver are at Billy's Gourmet Hot Dogs. Signature dogs, specialty dogs, gourmet sausages, homemade, hormone-free, 100% single-sourced meat, and never any artificial flavors or coloring. You can taste the difference. 24th and Larimer, near Coors Field, plus food truck, street carts, and at Fiddler's Green. Savor the best damn dog in Denver. Billy'sGourmetHotDogs.com Hi, everybody. It's Chef Terry from Bardo in Denver. <laughs> I'm also on season 15 at Top Chef Colorado. <laughs> and you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. All right. Yes, this is very cool. There there she is. That's kind of a cool introduction. The Modern Eater Show, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, along with uh, Brewer here at Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project, Andrew Moore. We're live at 925 West 8th Avenue. And here's a gal that we want to get out to about every single show that we do because she's so fun to be around. And we've got her on the line right now. She is the, the uh, executive chef at Bardot. And she is a contestant on uh, season 15 of Top Chef, which I've been watching uh, very intently uh, with open eye, our, our uh, ears. Uh, Carrie Baird, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. <laughs> Good, hey, Carrie. To, good to hear your voice. Uh, yeah, has you your, me back. Yes, absolutely. We wish you were here with us right now, uh, obviously thinking about you. But you're working right now tonight, right? We are in the middle. We have a full ticket rail. Everybody's looking at me like, why are you on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> why are you on the phone, Carrie? Get back to work. This is cool. So thanks for taking time out. We want to just spend about five minutes with you. Um, but Carrie, as everybody knows, she's representing uh, Colorado along with Chef Brother Luck uh, in Colorado Springs. But uh, second episode of Top Chef has aired. And uh, I got to tell you, Carrie, after week one, I didn't know if you were going to do very well. Oh, it was scary, right? Week one was not fun. Uh, week two was pretty fun, though. <laughs> week two was pretty good. Yeah, way to go and just jump right to the good stuff, Carrie. So first of all, um, I've been helping you a little bit just by showing you about how to use your Instagram. But use it more. You're getting follow. How many followers did you get in this past week? 500? Yeah, well, it bumped up 400. So not quite 500. Only 400. But I'm trying. I'm trying. I know you're trying. Uh, First of all, at first blush, um, can you, for those that don't know, if they've been living under a rock, um, talk about Top Chef for a second. Well, I mean, like, like what is it, you mean? Yeah, what what is it? Where where does it air? It's on the Bravo network. Um, Top Chef. Top Chef, yep, it's on Bravo. It airs on Thursdays at 8 o'clock. And it's a cooking competition. They filmed it here in Colorado. 15 contestants and it was a wild ride man it was crazy it was hard and fun <laughs> i still think you're gonna win i know you won't tell us and you've been sworn to secrecy and i always you I always have give to you a, stop asking <laughs> i know i i have stopped asking but i will uh, figure out creative ways to see if i can catch an inconsistency <laughs> um I'm listen. You're representing Colorado. You do it so well. I almost think I said to Jay as we were driving around today that um, you you might be a little too nice to be on such a cutthroat kind of show competition. You know, it's possible, but I am pretty nice. But you know, there's a lot of like grit and you know anger behind that smile. I mean, are you going to fire off on somebody at some point in this season? I mean, do you get sideways with anybody or cause a rift? I think That's you're, you're one of those people that kind of lays underneath the radar a little bit. Yeah. And then you flex your muscle. 
Exactly. But, I mean, I can't really tell you much more. You're just going to have to watch it. But, you know, it definitely gets heated. It gets, uh, you know, it gets stressful. But that's, you know, reality TV. So. <laughs> hey, Chef Jay Parker here. Let me ask you this question. And I don't know if you can tell me because of the, uh, you know, the no say anything cloth. Did you have to fight? Did you get in a fist fight with anybody when the cameras were off? <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Well, you. <laughs> you've never been in a fight. Okay. Well, you, I just thought no. you see a lot of those shows, and a lot of times, you know, when the cameras go off, you know, they people get into the mix. You, no. You no. There was none of that. Everybody was right. a pretty good character. It was. It was all right. Well, you do live in in close quarters with folks. Uh, so for Top Chef, they kind of. Um, put you in an isolation, is I guess you'd say, for a couple of months, and there you are, isolated in um, kind of bunking quarters with other folks, and you're yeah, living thanks. together. You're living together. You're competing together, and also another highlight as far as Top Chef goes is that they're featuring some other chefs in kind of a judging capacity. So far, we've seen uh, Troy Gard. And the first episode, we kind of got a preview from others, so I'm assuming Frank Bonanno is going to make a judging appearance. But there, there he is, Troy Gard, um, somebody that, he's a local guy, and he's weighing yeah. people's meat <laughs> this, <laughs> this past episode. Yes. That was kind of a highlight. What, Carrie, what was, the, what was the challenge that you won this past weekend? Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Uh, the challenge this was uh, we went to Fruition Farms, owned by Alex Seidel. Uh, he's the owner of uh, Fruition and Mercantile. Um, mm -hmm. We went out to his farm, and the challenge was to use his cheese highlighted in a uh, course dinner that we served at Mercantile. Why do you figure you did so well in that challenge? Well, you guys should try my dumplings. They're fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Modestly, you say, right? Good. <laughs> We actually have them on as a special tonight at the restaurant. We're already sold out. Well, tell me about that. What, what has this done? And I know you're not, seriously, you're not the type that's going to take a bow for anything. But I would have to think that Bardo is just hitting right now. Oh, man, we are busy. There's, I'm looking around. There's not a seat. There's people standing in the door. And we're an open kitchen, so everybody's watching us. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. What can we look forward to? It's just a little sneak preview to next week that airs Thursday evening. I believe it's 7 p.m. Mountain Time on the Bravo Network for Top Chef. Yeah, it's actually 8 p.m. Uh, but 8 next week is a good one, too. Uh, you can, we're going to go, uh, you're going to see more Colorado landscape and, you know, brother and I doing our thing. Yeah, brother's killing it, too. He really, he gets off on this, and, and he's the type of guy who's not afraid of social media. And I think that if you log into Facebook, you can see Brother Luck um, doing just about everything and highlighting. And he, the excitement runs deep, let's just say that. Yeah, yeah, he's very exciting. He's very, he's got a big personality, that guy. Yeah, I look forward to this season. Can you make a, I'm going to put you on the spot on the air. Can we check in with you, whether you're with us or not? Uh, for a couple minutes on the phone each week just to follow your uh, story along with Brother Luck uh, in the sure. next coming weeks. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, be great. I love the modern eater, of course. <laughs> Did you hear the uh, the rejoiner with your uh, beautiful dulcetones coming back on the show here tonight? Yeah, I did. It's awesome. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Hey, listen, thank you so, so much. It's all about community. Um, again, I, I say it every single week that high tides raise all ships, and you're doing so much for our community, and I'm so proud oh, of you. Oh, 
thanks, guys. And you're doing a great job, too, just talking about us all the time. Like, it's awesome. I really appreciate you. There she is, uh, Carrie Baird. Go see her at Bardo. Give out the address there. Oh, my gosh. Uh, 2227 West 32nd Avenue. Very cool. at uh, right. Lower Highlands in Denver. It's a, it's a great spot, Chef Carrie Baird. She's there all the time, along with her uh, <laughs> colleagues that work just as hard along with her. So, so glad that you can highlight all of them. We're sitting here at Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. We're going to bring you some of their beer because I think we could make a really cool beer dinner coming up. Ooh, okay. That sounds good. <laughs> sounds like fun. <laughs> Thanks, Carrie. We'll check in next week. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye, Chef. Chef. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Uh, well, at 6.30 on 6.30 KHOW, a uh, Denver talk station on iHeartRadio, uh, just another thing that we're so thankful and grateful that this show is able to reach out into the community and talk to people like Chef Carrie Bear. But um, while we have Andrew Moore here still with us, the opportunity to do a beer dinner with a chef like that in Denver right now. That would be amazing. Be yeah. Pretty cool, that would right? Be amazing. What yeah. would we? So, she's got a, a an Italian pizza forward restaurant. Group. Yeah. What What would we do? What would we propose? To? Uh, I think absolutely basil IPA. Yeah. Uh, I think um, we're getting ready to rebrew our Greatzer, our smoked um, Polish beer, and I think for an Italian focused beer dinner, we. Probably have to rebrew the garlic amber also. Oh, yes. Mm. Now you're talking. Beer. Yeah, that makes sense. I love it. I love their beers here. It's just such a cool place. And I think that uh, do yourself a favor. Come join us, whether it's tonight or another night, and you're in the shot of our voice at 925 West 8th Avenue, uh, Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. And these dudes are so classy. Uh, ben and Andrew here with us. Ben, you missed a little bit of that segment, but we had Chef Kerry Baird on. I was hoping that it would inspire you to set your DVR. <laughs> uh, to listen to Top Sh- or to watch Top Chef, it's really a cool season um, this year, and to see these chefs uh, representing Colorado is just—it's—it's it's over the moon. Done deal. Yeah, you're going to do it. Get home. Great, Greg, and I think that it's—it's—it opens up a lot of eyes to people that, for whatever reason, and we've talked about it on the show before, with some chefs to where, for some reason, a lot of people outside of Denver and Colorado don't see Denver as a really big food town. You know, you think of the Chicago's and the L.A.'s and, all, and the New York, but it's a Denver sometimes gets lost in the shuffle. And I think a show like this that paid enough attention that goes, hey, wait a minute, we need to take a look around because there's a lot of talented chefs and there's a lot of uh, uh, great sourcing uh, companies that are doing a lot of great things in Denver. And it's just it, it, Bravo's proven it right well, now. And maybe I have blinders on, but I'm watching kind of the national reaction to the top chef and their comments of it. But, uh, guys, I don't know whether you know it, but we're backwards hicks. I had no idea. <laughs> you had no idea. Yeah. We, uh, Coming I, from Indiana. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I'd be surprised if you could spell anything yeah. at all. <laughs> well, listen, I can't spell anything, but that doesn't <laughs> have anything it's to do with... It's not going to be a test, is there? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no test. Um, I, uh, you know, I actually think, and you said a story, and this is way off into the weeds, but, Andrew, you mentioned the story about when you first moved here to Colorado. And you lived in Boulder. Someone shoved, you lost your driver's license, yeah, right? And yeah. someone put it underneath the door of your house. Yeah, I was hiking on um, one of the 14ers, and I lost my driver's license. It fell out of my pocket. And like six hours later, someone drove it all the way down from the mountain, from <coughs> Gray's Peak, 
and shoved it under my door because I was too exhausted to get up when I am. So uh, that's a little bit creepy and a little bit, I mean, just because, right? I think but it's here's totally the, awesome. Well, here's the, I think well, that's Colorado. But here's Colorado. the question that pops into my head, though, is how do you know that that guy still lives at that address? I mean, people move all the time. What if I'm living there, somebody slides this random ID under the door that says Andrew Moore on it, and I go, what is that? You know, that would freak Why me out. Why do you go to the weirdest <laughs> angles? Of I mean, come on, stuff. fellas, that's not like the right weirdest place. thing. I mean, it's, how do you know that person lives there? That's all because it's on their driver's Well, I license. know, but and come they're on. just rolling the dice to see if they can. I guess. Anyways, we'll come. I guess. Hey, this is cool. So uh, tonight, Gingerbread House, uh, not a collaboration because we kind of did them all on our own. So Intrepid Sojourner made one. Uh, describe your your Gingerbread House, man. Uh, you're gonna defer to. It was Andrew and his <laughs> wife. Andrew. Yeah. So my wife Leanna and I, we uh, designed a, a gingerbread castle. Yeah. And because. Uh, so sort of our first go, and we thought castles have lots of squares. Uh-huh. Should be structurally easy. Um, but then in typical fashion, we're like, oh, we should put towers here, and we should make this do that. So it quickly got bigger than we anticipated. And, uh, but we're happy with the way it turned out. And we spent probably way too many hours. It's fun, though. Yeah. It's fun. And, no, no, it's awesome. And the competition is stiff tonight. It is yeah. really thick. We've got all the them all are awesome. on display outside there. You can come vote for them. Uh, we made one, Intrepid Sojourner uh, made one, uh, Roo Shoot made one, and uh, in, 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 no, t- Spice Trade. Yeah, Inland Island Trade. has one out there, too. Oh, they do? Yeah. So yeah. All of, we all did. Yeah. And uh, I, did you have an opportunity to see that monstrosity that we made? Oh, it's awesome. You it's, like it's it. It's an homage to Denver. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And uh, my, with the help of Linda Sadowski from My Make Studio, uh, she's going to come up next. And if you guys have any interest in sticking around and... And talking to Linda about gingerbread houses, that's what we're going to do in the next segment uh, as we continue. And uh, it's the reason for the season. It's the holidays. It's about community. It's about collaboration. It's about your friends and family and making sure that you're uh, doing your part. And uh, It's about love. <laughs> it's about, it's I'm about, so surprised to hear you say It's that. about <laughs> love. I know you think that I just hate everything you and do. everyone, and, and most of the time I do. But every now and again, when you when you see the things around our table right now, everybody having a good time, and the kids, and, and people meeting for the first time, sharing a story. I mean, it, you know, it that it softens me up, and I go, you know what? It, there are bigger problems in the world. Let's focus on uh, living life and having fun. Quick shout out to Michael McDonald, CEO of Ruth's Chris steakhouse that just opened uh they have 155 stores they're from new orleans louisiana they just opened up another store in the denver tech center and they rolled out the red carpet for us last night for what i in my estimation was a delicious delicious dinner and uh they're really doing it right so thank you uh michael from uh ruth's chris restaurant that was really great we'll come back linda sadowski up next my make studio the modern eater show live from intrepid Sojourner Beer Project, 925 West 8th Avenue. Come on down and join us. We'll be right back in the flash on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Hey, this is Dave Thibodeau from Scott Brewing down in Durango. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Do you have the goods? Jay Parker here for The Goods Restaurant. If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. 
Do you love a great sandwich? How about wood oven roasted vegetables on multigrain bread with rosemary, mayo, and olives? It's vegan and certified gluten-free. Or for the meat lover, try one of the most popular menu items, the Paleo Bowl, with house-smoked pork, wood oven roasted veggies, two sunny-side-up eggs, and Indonesian sambal sauce. Trust me, it's delicious. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and a full bar with two daily happy hours, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They are family and children-friendly and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com Hi. I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers in Denver. Need a break from the holiday hullabaloo? Well, stop into Brews Beers and kick back. We make lots of badass Belgian-style beers that get rave reviews. And for the holidays, we've cooked up some very special beers, including a spicy golden ale with citrus notes, a quadruple with black currants, Hellraiser Golden Strong, and coming soon, our Belgian-style champagne beer. The only one in Colorado. It's brewed once a year and not to be missed. We're in the Midtown community at 67th and Pecos. And if you're looking for some great holiday gift ideas, we've got those too. Cool brewery apparel, limited bottlings of small batch brews, and for your special friends, there's the World of Belgian Beers Tasting Class, a totally unique experience. Don't forget to stock up on crawlers for your holiday parties. That's Brews Beers, 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. Check us out at www.bruzbeers.com. We're dog-friendly indoors and out, so come on in and experience some Belgian-style badassery. All right, we're going to jump back to the show here live from Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. In the meantime and in between time, let me tell you about Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. This guy's doing it all. They're finishing up a project. First of all, Jeff Rourke installs uh, tap systems and faucets and does maintenance and refrigeration. And uh, he'll add a line, a nitro line, a water line, a wine line. But he just got done doing a 70 faucet layout at the new Tap 14 on 19th Avenue, right next to D-Bar and Chef Keegan Gerhardt's restaurant. Really cool to see that that's coming to fruition. They're, they're going to open up Tap 14 and there will be 70 delicious Colorado craft beers on tap there that will be served the way that the brewer intended them to taste. And that's a testament to Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. And beautiful work that he does. He does beautiful work. Yeah, gorgeous. Uh, don't pour inefficient beer. It looks terrible at your restaurant, bar, or brewery. Inefficient beer, Jay. You're doing what? You're pouring your money down the drain. Don't pour your money down the drain. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. 720-272-3809. 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> this is Justin Brunson, Ultra Meat and Cheese in Denver Central Market. I'm a meat guy. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. We can do this. This is a great time. Social media is popping off right now. You can check out our Instagram, The Modern Eater, and our Facebook page. Putting up a lot of cool posts. Make sure you check out our Instagram story as well. We're very active there. 
But again, Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, live at Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project, 925 West 8th Avenue. It's the reason for the season, and making gingerbread houses is very cool, especially when you're teamed up with these lovely ladies. Linda Sadowski, owner, along with her husband Jay, and Chayla Turner, a manager and instructor over there at My Make Studio. Uh, it's such a pleasure to have you guys here with us on the Modern Eater Show. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I dream up these crazy ideas, you guys, and, and I figure um, collaboration, as you can see, a lot of that going on here tonight. And again, I say it every week, almost every segment, is that high tides raise up all ships. And why not? You guys are the best in the business at doing a lot of things. But I want to just turn to you, Linda, here real quick at My Make Studio. What do you do over there at My Make Studio at 6460 East Yale Avenue right here in Denver, Colorado? We are a decorate-yourself cupcake and cake studio, similar to like a paint-your-own-pottery. Come yeah. on in, drink some beer, drink yeah. some wine, decorate your cake. Yeah. We do gingerbread houses at Christmas time, so we have a lot of families, a lot of date nights, wow. a lot of girlfriends, a lot of... A lot of people coming in to decorate their own stuff. We do birthday parties, baby showers, bridal showers, all kinds of stuff. Summer we have camp. a lot of fun. Summer camps, yep. We do summer yeah. camps for kids that get to bake in the kitchen. And you'll help people cheat. We, yeah. yeah, we help you cheat. <laughs> that was ingenuity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's called teaming up. And it really was because um, we came to you with an idea and we said we've got this little project that we're doing here and some other folks are making gingerbread houses and we turned to you guys. And uh, Jay, there we were at My Make Studio about a week ago uh, building this uh, masterpiece. Uh, do we have a picture of this on our Instagram? Uh, it, it made it to the story. I, in between the break, I'm trying to run around and grab more pictures. But here's the thing. It's like it was such a cool place, and, and it's something where a, a guy like me doesn't think about that sort of thing too much. But when Linda touches on date night, when she says yeah. date night, that's the one thing I think of to where if you if you have anybody, and my girlfriend went nuts when I took she her down there. said it was there. the best night of her life. Uh, it's right up there, you know. And I've, you, if I've taken her to places yeah. where I've dropped yeah. $400, you know, and I thought that was the nicest night yeah. of the life. No, it's the, it's the simplicity of hanging out and the fact that you can have a cocktail does not hurt, At right? All. You hang out and you build something with somebody at some one-on-one -on -one time. I mean, it's it, Linda, it, right? You must it's see creative. this all the time. Yeah, it's interactive. It's super fun. Mm -hmm. yeah. Shayla, you love doing this. I do. Yeah. This is my passion. It really is, <laughs> and she's not lying to you, and she's a firecracker. You sit down, you fall in love with Shayla just right away. She's got everything that you want in a person. Just sweet, kind, great personality, smart, witty. I mean, the list goes on, but she's single, you. gentlemen. Yeah, she's single too. <laughs> wow! All right, you were put on the spot there. Hey, it, it, that might end after tonight here at Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. Uh, you guys, so people can call you up and they say, "Hey, listen." Uh, this is what I'm looking to do. Your specialties are obviously, and it's a very comprehensive place, too. Well, what are your abilities to be able to do down there at My Make Studio? Oh, abilities are endless. Shayla, you can touch on that because you're there most of the time yeah. with customers. It just depends on what you want to do. Yeah. Like, and you'll help them out, too. Yeah, I mean, I'm there all the time. So if you have an idea, just bring it to me, and I will help you accomplish it. I love making like? art come to life. Um, so we do beginner level stuff, but we slowly advance throughout the class. Mm -hmm. So you slowly build up, and by the last thing, you feel confident enough, like, oh, I can do this. Yes. And can you get a membership there? How does it work out, you know? Yeah, pretty much. It's really similar to the paint your own pottery kind of structure, where you just pay for what you decorate. So you come on in. If you want to do cupcakes, cakes, gingerbread house, you pay for how many cupcakes or cakes you want to do. So cupcakes are just five bucks. You just come in. You want to do one. You want to do 60. 
totally up to you. Um, you can, I mean, it's endless. We have candy, we have icing, we have fondant, we have 600 cookie cutters, we have a whole wall of tools, and you have Shayla at your dispense, and yeah. she's amazing. Um, so, I mean, literally, the abilities are endless. So, Jay, um, this is a crazy correlation, but it might make sense because it's your one-stop shop. Uh, I go out, I, I do Taco Tuesday, so I get all these ingredients for Taco Tuesday. Uh, by the time I eat two tacos, they're like $200 tacos because I've got to get all these in certain ingredients and all the, you know, the sour cream, the cheese, the tortillas, and, and so on. And you can't buy two spoonfuls of, of uh, sour cream. You have to buy, you know, the whole container. Point being is, is you go to my make studio it's all there for you use what you need um it's a very simple process and it, rather than you trying to go through all the brain damage of what jay and i would have gone through to make a, a gingerbread house uh that would have been up into a couple hundred bucks i would oh minimum right yeah. am i right oh for oh, sure, for yeah, for sure. yeah. yeah. all the fondant colors and icing colors and candies let's not forget about cleanup for that yep, sort of yes. thing because they don't ask you they didn't ask us to clean up well, when we leave let's you talk about that do you say hey you clean your area no or? Nope. we take care of it that's part of the fun you get to come in do what you want bounce out we take care of the mess that's right <laughs> go in destroy and then uh, you leave with the final product yep. and you guys clean it all up for us <laughs> alright hey, I'm going to put you guys no on brainer. the spot alright no my make studio 6460 East Yale Avenue these gals uh, they're they, uh, they hung the moon. They just do a great job. It's their passion. Linda Sadowski, she's the owner, along with her husband, Jay, and Shayla Turner, who's a manager and instruction, instructor. So uh, you get a hold of these guys at my make studio. I want you to, and we'll go 30 seconds apiece. 30 seconds, Linda, your elevator speech of why you should come in and visit you at my make studio. Oh, man. You that's so it. hard to do. I know. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, pretty much we're, I mean, our big thing, too, is that we're a local woman-owned business. Um, I'm just a local girl. I mean, yeah, my husband's on the list, but I run the we business. We all know, yeah. Let's be, on, real. let's be real. I wear the pants in that relationship there. So, um, Jay yeah. will get you this audio. <laughs> I mean, actually, we're probably not saying anything he doesn't He's know listening. Already. He's yeah. listening. Is he, he's in he D.C., is. isn't he? He's listening. listening. Yeah, we wish you were here, Jay. <laughs> so, yeah, but, I mean, you come on in, and we do so much fun. We have, we have a blast in there. You can feel our passion. You can feel our excitement. It's all women. We're local-owned. There's only one of us in the whole country you can't do this anywhere else um i mean you come in we have everything you can imagine people even come in sometimes and they're like oh i can make a cake at home i'm like yeah go ahead and do it let me know how that goes and they're like well yeah but you have 12 icings and 12 fondants and 30 candies and 600 cookie cutters and all these tools and then everything can be a big mess and you don't have to clean it so i mean it's a no-brainer to bring kids to bring friends to bring people from out of town a lot of grandparents bring their kids in their grandkids um, it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a creative environment, uh, and it's one of a kind. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're turning to So uh, you can just drop the mic and say, I'm single. Come in and see me. <laughs> yeah. and, that, and, that, and then that's, that's it. Right. But go ahead, Chela. So why I think people should come in? Yep. Yes. So especially if you are ever been curious about trying anything with decorating, it's the perfect place for you because you can just mess with everything. You don't have to go and buy all these tips. You don't have to buy all the tools. And like you said, yeah. all the things that go with it, you can just come in. Oh, I don't like that. Cake. Then you don't ever have to mess with it. But you can find what you like and you can even come in regularly and grow from there if you're wanting to do it as a career. Yeah. And even, I really, my favorite part is like the kids, especially the kids coming yeah. in here are interested in it because you're getting a head start. It is an industry. 
and it's a great place to come and learn there to help is. build your future. I'm right there with you. Let's leave here right now and go over. I want to make yeah. something. You guys are great <laughs> on everything. Right. Hey, right. we it's appreciate so you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. We Thank appreciate you, you having you guys. Yeah. It was a good yeah. team. Hey, this relationship will continue to grow, right? Yes, call yes, us next year. <laughs> next year. Next year. No, I meant for the gingerbread competition. We'll hang out before that. We have Easter stuff projects we want to do. I'm there a holiday guy. Valentine's. Yeah. Fourth uh-huh. of July. I've already yep. got some ideas in my head. St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's <laughs> Day. Well, I'm going to build a pub. New Year's. We, yeah. we could build we could a. Uh, uh, we could build the uh, the uh, the tower in New York where the there ball drops for New Year's. Yeah. Linda Sadowski and uh, Chayla Turner. They're just great gals, and they do make it all happen. And my make studio 6460 East Yale Avenue. Go check them out and have some fun. We're going to talk a little bit of food coming up next because uh, when you're at a brewery, it's all about the food truck. And Karma Food Truck's going to come up next. We'll do that in the kitchen. The In the Kitchen segment's going to come up next, Jay. What do you think? I'm excited. It's Mono and Sono Sing, man. I got that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back live from Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project, 925 West 8th Avenue. If you're in the shot of our voice, come down and visit us. It is the Modern Eater Show live on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatura. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale, taste lavender tripel, and the distinct horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully sourced spices and herbs enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, look us up online at sojournerbeers.com and remember to drink globally, locally. Whose cuisine reigns supreme? You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. The ultimate gourmet challenge. And it's time for In the Kitchen. I was just ordering another uh, delicious basil IPA here uh, from Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. We're live at 925 West 8th Avenue. Greg Holland back in Jay Parker, the Modern Eater Show. In the Kitchen, we love to highlight... Great food and great people, and we'll do just that with Karma Food Truck joining us. Sono and Mono. What's up, guys? <laughs> What's hey, going on? How are you guys? Doing great. How are you? There it is. You guys pull up your uh, truck, and I think that's probably your Audi outside there. Is that an Audi? That's this guy. <laughs> yeah, that's mine. Uh, right next to each other. Food truck business, it's an interesting thing. Uh, first of all, you guys, what kind of cuisine do you guys serve? Uh, we do Indian street food. We wanted to bring food to people that they might not know is Indian food. Yeah. Pakoras, parathas. I know you guys tried some of that stuff. Yeah. 
Um, it's not stuff that you'll find normally in restaurants, and that's what we wanted to bring to people. Yeah. Uh, Greg, let me just jump in sure. real quick because uh, Sono. Yes. When you said uh, Indian street food, yeah. right? So now somebody like myself yeah, that doesn't have it? a whole lot of experience with the, with the street food, what do you mean by street food versus maybe somebody that tr- has a traditional thought of what Indian food is? Yeah, so when you go into an Indian restaurant, you know, people like to get the buffet and they'll get their tandoori chicken and the chicken tikka masala and the rice. What people don't know about is in India, there is a huge street food, um, you know, uh, uh, scene. Yeah, scene out there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so there are people that are vending, you know, small snack bites all the time. And some of that stuff is the stuff that me and my brother grew up on. We made in our houses. Our mom made it for us, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's the stuff we like to eat. It's, you know, the fun stuff. And so we wanted to bring that to people. A lot of people don't know what baratas are, you know. Uh, they don't know about the pakoras that we make, you know, which are, you know, delicious vegetable fried fritters, you know. So that's what we wanted to bring to people. They, you know what I love about Indian food, and, and again, I'm a novice, so pardon me, I think a lot of people are, um, to be indigenous to the area and actually go to those street vendors type of sure. things. That's a that's a real honor and a pleasure to be able to do that. So here you guys are. You have a little piece of bringing that to us here in Denver, Colorado with right. Karma Food Truck. But here we are at a brewery that's very spice forward. Yeah. They're making delicious beers with a lot of spices. Yeah. Um, that's what I, I, I mean, that's my, I made some uh, scratch curry the other night with my pestle and mortar and I'm I'm pounding no, out. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Did you? Okay. <laughs> yes, I did. Right. And it was delicious. You know, I didn't, I didn't go with any curry powder. I made my own sauce. I'll, gi- and, I'll yeah. give him props. He actually really is a really good cook. I like nice. to bust him up a little bit, very but he nice. does a good job. I, and I love that. But uh, the, the food truck model is a very interesting thing. And it's a difficult thing to match up with breweries in general because you're like, well, how many people are going to be there? Yep. Time, you know, uh, where, where's your time best spent? And building relationships. And I think that's very important to build right. relationships with the breweries that you go to. But what are some places to where, or first of all, how can people find you online and follow you? Yeah, absolutely. So we have uh, a website, karmafoodtruck.com. Um, we're very active on Facebook as well. You just uh, look for Karma Food Truck. And our Instagram, too, is very active as well. It's Karma Food Truck uh, CEO. Are you Instagram. doing a, uh, an Instagram story tonight? Uh, yeah, yep, absolutely. You are? I'm going to check it out at the yeah, break. check us out, definitely, That's yeah. so cool. We always like to put where we're at, where we're going, and uh, what we're serving that night. Moto and Sono, Karma Food Truck, 30 seconds. we got about a minute left, but 30 seconds. Why should people come taste your cuisine at Karma Food Truck? Everything is fresh made. It's from scratch. Uh, it's not spicy to the tongue, but it's full of a lot of flavor, a lot of delicious uh, flavors, basically. Yeah. And it's absolutely authentic Indian street food. You won't find it anywhere else. Check out your schedule on maybe your Facebook or online. Karmafoodtruck.com. Karmafoodtruck.com. Who's, right. who's older, Mono or Sono? I'm Sono's older. Sono's older. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That one, that one popped I was going for twins. <laughs> twins. He's, he's the serious. He's the muscle. He's the serious guy. You guys, thank you so one. much. We'll be back for the next hour of the Eater Show coming up next from Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. I want you to stop talking and start drinking. You're listening to The Modern Drinker. Let's drink! I need you guys to be amazing tonight, so start drinking now. All right, we can do that as we broadcast live. This is a good one. Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project, new sponsors of the show, 925 West 8th Avenue. If you're in the shot of our voice and you want to come down and try some delicious beer and see all the fun festivities that are going on tonight. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker... And uh, I sent Jay out 
to look at the gingerbread houses that we've assembled. And we're also doing voting here within with just a piece of popcorn on the honor system. Put your piece of popcorn into a glass and see them accumulate. Uh, the Modern Eater Show uh, gingerbread house is doing well. It's uh, They're all actually... A in my estimation, it's pretty close. Neck and neck. It's, it's real close. And so what I did was is I dumped out all of the intrepid sojourners' <laughs> popcorn on the ground while I was outside. Are you ate That it. helped us. Okay. Uh, that helped us. I um, ate all the spice trade No, it's pretty close. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty close out there. <laughs> I, I'm actually really surprised, Greg, that, that uh, not, well. not how awesome ours is because yeah. we planned on cheating yeah. right but uh yeah. how how awesome like everybody did really got into it more so than if you and i had actually done it by ourselves yeah. well listen and all right me if i had done it by myself it would have been it's the size of my <laughs> iphone and it would have been like uh, i did it don't underestimate <laughs> yourself there jay but yeah. what i can tell you and we'll get to our guests in, in just a minute is that uh, i'm going to make an admission on the show right now i don't think ours is the best <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's not, not the best. No, it's not, not at all. And uh, again, I'm going to introduce him to the show because uh, just readily and quickly becoming a friend of ours, Jeff Tyler, Spice Trade Brewing Company, and uh, rejoining us is Andrew Moore here, brewer at Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. Uh, Andrew, Jeff, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. It's, it's a good night. It's an awesome night. Yeah, you guys collaborated on a beer. Yep. It's a delicious beer. It's yeah, on yeah, tap tonight. It came out great, actually. It did. Yeah, I'm really, really excited good. about it. Yeah, uh, and then we also, uh, so Jeff went on a field trip with us yesterday yeah. to Stanley. We went over to Chaluna yep. at Stanley uh, Marketplace and talked to Javi. And you had a surprise beer that was a collab fest, I guess, that yeah. you had with us. Yes. It was just like, how was that there yeah. that day that you were It's like the week of collaboration <laughs> that just happened to be there. So Javi and I, uh, Chiluna, did a collaboration for Collaboration Fest yeah. last year, which happens, I think, in March every year. Uh -huh. And it was an uh, imperial stout called Empress Mora with blackberries, and it was aged in a red wine barrel. Andrew, and have you had that beer? I have not had oh. that beer. Yeah, you got to check it out before it's, while it's still on tap. It's it's beautiful, and it's aged super well. It still tastes just we as good as it did. We should have gotten a crowler of that. We should have. Yeah, I don't know why, why we didn't, didn't we do that. that. We were too busy buying beard oil and yeah. other weird stuff. It was so much fun. And then and also, you had a sale, and let's just say it, Mr. Beast. Mr. Let's give Bees, them a shout-out. A great customer of ours. They carry Spice Trade beer. They got Sun Temple. Uh, they're getting a fresh shipment of chai milked out over in Stanley Marketplace, so go pick up some beer at Mr. B's. It's always that notion of uh, just ask. And Jeff said, hey, do you need any more beer? And they said, yeah, give me three cases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easiest sale I've ever made. It yeah. was a yeah. good one. He texts them, and, and, and all's well in the world. The, the beer you guys collaborated on, this is, is this your first collaboration, guys? Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. I, so I always say that uh, Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project is my second favorite brewing company just because Ska's been mine for years and yeah. years, and I love that True Blonde. Uh, that's kind of my go-to jam. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, uh, so Spice Trade, you're my third favorite. Third favorite. Drink. I'll yeah. take I'll and, take bronze. I'll take bronze in that award in that, but but not in the gingerbread competition. I'll be happy with third place in that in that competition. And let me tell you why you guys um, both uh, here it is, Jeff Tyler, Andrew Moore, uh, both brewers. But out of the Yak and Yeti in Arvada is where you'll find Spice Trade Brewing Company. And very uh, of modest surroundings, I would say, for you yeah. and your brewing company, right? Yep. But here are two guys that are very recipe forward and very spice forward. Yep. And the beers that you two guys are brewing, I think, are so innovative and so delicious, ahead of the curve 
um, that either I'm just a, a really uh, rookie novice that has not as much, and I think I sampled quite a bit of beer, yeah. but I think you guys are on the cutting edge. Where, where do you draw those influences from, Jeff? Yeah, you know, I, um, and we talked about this a little bit when you guys came to visit, but I, I draw a lot of influence from food, uh, honestly, from food and drinks that I have um, when I'm not drinking beer. So if you go out for Chinese food and you have something that is this really cool flavor combination that you never thought of, you, I, I always think, like, how can I put that in a beer? Is there any way we can get that in a beer? Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but... Um, yeah, you said, hey, listen, most of the time it doesn't work out, but when I do, it hits gold. Yeah, it's great. And yeah. you got to try weird things, and sometimes it doesn't work, but a lot of times it does. And so a lot of that is just being adventurous with what you eat. You know, I, was, I always tell people the weirdest thing I've ever eaten was uh, cricket tamales, which is over at uh, Linger uh, over in the Highlands. Mm-hmm. Super weird, um, tasty, but different. Um, maybe well, the future of, of food, since it's a little more sustainable form of protein, but... But not that I'm trying to say I'm going to make a cricket beer anytime soon, <laughs> but just try going out on the edge and trying those weird things and seeing the flavor combinations that work. Because if you don't try, what happens? Yeah, if you don't try, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. And people have been making food for millions, I mean, for so long. <laughs> yeah. you know, we, since there have been people. Almost, since there have been people. Almost roughly. forever. <laughs> yeah, generally the rough yeah. same amount of time. And so you can kind of draw a lot from, from flavor combinations in food that people don't see in beer. These are my guys, and I always say that uh, Andrew Moore is the most interesting man in the world because uh, he truly is. You sit down and have conversations with Andrew and throughout his travels as an archaeologist and, and just a, a, a very intense guy who loves indigenous flavors. That's really where you drew your passion from, isn't it, Andrew? Yeah, that's absolutely where it started. I mean, I was working a lot in Turkey and in other places in the Middle East and Mediterranean. We started drawing flavor influences from that. So, you know, basil IPA, Turkish coffee stout, um, garlic amber sort of came from that region of the world. And, then, you know, as we sort of expand to other places around the world, um, again, a lot of it, like Jeff was saying, comes from food. We just, we just put a pumpkin sage IPA on, and we had someone approach us that was like, hey, we want you to use these pumpkins. And we're like, well, we don't want to make another pumpkin stout. Um, so it's like, you know, so you start researching food, and it's like, what other kind of savory things yeah. do you find pumpkin in? Yeah. Where else do you find pumpkin? Yeah. So, I mean, wine really cornered the market for the longest time of yeah. uh, uh, basically just a complimentary type of item. And then, you know, you get the French influence to where chefs are using wine. Uh, just last week, we were at the chef's table at the bindery, and they had a... Uh, uh, a coco vin, which was a, a, a hen with, uh, cooked in wine. And so you see more and more of that. But now I believe that we're on the edge, uh, the cutting edge of this new future to where the craft beer that we're brewing these days is not only a great complement to a delicious dish, but it's as mindful yeah. as we're going to be cooking with beer a lot now, right? Guys, yeah. jump on this one. Right? Yeah. I, I totally agree with that, and I think um, we do a lot of work in beer and food pairing mm-hmm. at Spice Trade. Um, we're doing a five-course beer and food pairing dinner in January called Tali Beer Dinners. Okay. And we do it once a year. It's um, Tali is it's kind of like Nepalese tapas. It's uh, small plates, but it's not just small plates. They're kind of designed to hit every aspect of your taste buds. So one will be sour, one will be sweet, one will be hot. Uh, and it kind of goes around from there. But the, the cool thing with beer and food pairing is beer is such a versatile beverage compared to wine. Wine, you have one ingredient. You have your grapes. 
Um, and the, the, one of the reasons a lot of people love pairing wine with beer or wine with food is because it has a lot of acidity, mm-hmm. and that acidity helps kind of break down the food in your stomach. But it doesn't cleanse a palate like beer does, I believe. It doesn't, and the, the flavors are a little more one-dimensional. Yeah. Not to say wine and food doesn't go together. I think it goes oh, great. Absolutely. Um, but but sour beer is a really great thing to pair with certain types of food um, because it has that acidity that helps break down yes. uh, break down proteins, break down the food in your stomach. But it also has a lot of interesting uh, fermentation flavors that can go really well with food. So and let's take it a step further and let's get some uh, uh, barrel-aged beer and some uh, wine barrels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and let's let's bring it all together, right? Yeah, yeah. we absolutely. just we just did that actually. We had a, um, a Belgian double aged in red wine barrels, and um, we just bottled it, but we paired a, it with a recipe. We have a blog post for a recipe. It's um, this red wine barrel-aged Belgian double with. Um, uh, ribeye, seared ribeye with goat cheese and balsamic reduction. And the nice thing there is you have the sour beer, so the acidity helps break down kind of the steak. Um, but then you have the balsamic reduction, and balsamic vinegar oh. has a lot of the same flavor compounds that sour beer does. So you kind of get a complementary pairing there, and it, it works super well together. It's real versatile. Jay, do you see why we love these guys? Seriously, well, right? It, it, when you said earlier something that it, 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 my head paid attention to is when you said these two guys are on the cutting edge of, of the beer uh, industry. And it's like when I, when I think about beer and guys and brewers like Andrew uh, and, and Jeff, it's variety is the spice of life, right? So, it, so it's, it's try something new, you know? And without guys like this that are going out there and making a basil, a purple basil beer and a garlic beer, and then what Jeff's doing over at Spice yeah. Trade, it's like they're opening people's minds and their palates yeah, up and I to, think we're gonna, to new stuff. I think we're going to flip the script to say spice is the variety of life. No. Ooh, I like that. I like That's it. like a tattoo I could get on my forehead. Like I, I, and truly, I believe <laughs> hold you is the variety of life. Yeah, I'm gonna spice hold you is that. the variety of life. And why can't we, you know, innovative guys, and, and again, uh, you know, you'll forget more about brewing than we'll ever know, you guys. Uh, but I truly believe what I said about these guys. Being, can I rewind a second with you, Jeff? Because you mentioned a dinner that's going to happen at the Yak and Yeti yep. in January. Yeah, January. Can, can you promote that just for a second? Yeah, so it's a it's a cool event. Um, it's going to happen the second week in January. I'm trying to pull up my calendar sure. to get the exact date for everyone. Um, but it, it's, it's interesting because um, we have a kitchen, obviously, attached to the restaurant. And it's an interesting combination of flavors because it's Nepalese food, it's Tibetan food, and it's um, food from India. And uh, so it makes it really tricky to pair foods with that. And it's not traditionally what people think of as beer and food pairings. And so um, it's fun because we get to be a little adventurous with our, our pairing options. One, one thing that we're doing, uh, actually a beer that we have on tap here tonight at Intrepid, is our Szechuan Saison. So you guys try or, or you yeah, tried this did. at the, the brewery the other day, but it's a saison with Szechuan peppercorn, Chinese five spice, and orange peel. And a lot of people think that uh, Szechuan peppercorns are spicy because it's normally in a spicy dish. Right. But Szechuan peppercorns, and we talked about this with, with, yeah. uh, with Tim uh, when, when we were on the show. Chef a Tim Ziegler. Yeah. yeah, great guy. Uh, and we, um, so Szechuan peppercorns have this property where it numbs your tongue. So we pair that with our chili chicken because it's one of our spicier dishes, and it helps kind of balance the spice level and helps you kind of keep going. So there's going to be a lot of cool, innovative pairings like that, not only with complementary and contrasting flavors, but also with unique kind of mouthfeel effects, if you want to call it. There's not really a name for it. I don't know if mouthfeel effects uh, is I have a just weird 90s band yeah. name. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, have I like it. Mouthfeel effect. It's like uh, your mouth. It's a party in your mouth. It's yeah, popping it's off. It's a party in your mouth. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Listen, I'm clue. not touching that at all. But my question <laughs> is, is, can we go? 
You guys are more than welcome okay. to come. It's going to be Wednesday, January 10th at the, the Yak and Yeti and Spice Trade in Old Town, Arvada. You guys are welcome to come. Andrew, and you're welcome to come, too. Come hang out thanks. and try some food. I'm assuming that it's on your Facebook page. Yeah, it's actually, this is the exclusive announcement of is the it date. really? You guys are getting an exclusive. Oh, wow. So oh, that, what's it called? What's the event it's called? It's called Tolly Beer Dinner. Tolly Beer Dinner. I love it. Okay, so keep that in mind. Mark your calendars with that. You'll want to get there early and often for this because that sounds like a really cool event with uh, Jeff Tyler. As we are at Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project right now, the beer that you guys collaborated with, obviously on tap here tonight, but on tap as well at the Yak and Yeti and with Spice Trade Brewing. Yeah, we just tapped that maybe two hours ago. I brought the kegs down. So yeah, tap that keg. <laughs> tap it. <laughs> brought them all the way downstairs into the basement, and then I ran back here so I could hang out with these fine guys and yeah. enjoy this release party. Go check it out, man. I'm telling you, all of Jeff's yeah. beers are on tap at the Yak and Yeti. And that, Jay, you, you looked at me and he said, you know, uh, this is the way to do it. Have all of your delicious beers on tap at your place and say, we're doing it our way. Mm-hmm. And you have that customer that either likes it or doesn't. And if you like it, you're staying. And obviously, a lot of people like it because a lot of people are staying, Jeff. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting. It, it's a tough balance because a lot of people come and they, they just want a beer. Yeah. You're like, I just want a beer. What can I get? Yeah. We have our base styles. We have our Pilsner. You can go to that. We have our... Himalayan IPA, but if you really want to start to get adventurous, there's a lot of options. And, you know, there's a ton of adventurous flavors to be had. You know, Andrew and I were talking about the different types of flavors that we should do with the beer infusions tonight, and we came up with some pretty cool ideas, I think. Two of the best in the room with us right now. Andrew, it's so cool that you're working with Jeff. I was thrilled to see you guys doing a lot of things together. I'm I'm assuming we're going to see a lot more in the future. Um, yeah, I hope so. Is there anything in the pipeline that we can talk about now or no? We haven't. Uh, we're just trying know. to get past tonight. We're just trying to get past <laughs> tonight. But, but that's one of the things that's so great, I mean, about working with breweries like Spice Trade Brewing and working with Jeff. It's like going back to the idea of like spice is a variety of life. Like there are so many ingredients and there's so much flavor. I mean, in addition to like all of the malts that are out there and like, you know, craft malting is sort of starting to take off. Um, especially here in Colorado, all of the hops that are out there, all of the yeast strains that are out there, and then all the spices that are out there or all the types of wood that are out there. It's really fun to work with, with, uh, you know, brewers like Jeff who have this intense knowledge of, you know, spices from a kind of a particular region and, you know, Southeast Asia or, you know, I'm bringing the Mediterranean. This is just, there's... It's sort of the way we learn from each other. Well, great segue because uh, malting is what you just touched upon. In the next segment, you're going to enjoy Emily and Todd coming up from Root Shoot Malting, who you do business with, right? Yeah, we've done uh, several of our special projects with with, uh, Root Shoot Malting. So in addition to the the Gretel beer, the gingerbread box that we've done with uh, Spice Trade, uh, we also did our Imperial uh, Barrel-Aged Imperial Turkish Coffee Stout. And our smoked um, hickory peach wee heavy all what? through Root Shoot. So you're going to step aside, both of you guys, and thank you for, for coming on the show, obviously. Um, you'll be back many, many times. Uh, each one of you, here, they're on deck right now. Emily and Todd from Root Shoot Malting. Give me a question to ask these guys. Something that, that, that's interesting, right, that I yeah. can that look cool. Yeah, if you want to seem cool, yeah. uh, ask them about their convection-based malting system. Yes. And ask them why it's so innovative. It's not cheating, yeah. man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Famous <laughs> yeah. last words. It's not cheating. We just hired a professional. 
<laughs> come vote. Uh, come vote down Get here. Out the vote. <laughs> uh, uh, all vote matters. All, every vote all, matters. Every vote does matter. And it's all in fun because I already said it, that we're all winners. We're having fun here tonight, and it's for a great cause. The charity tonight? Denver Inner City Parish. So all the non-perishable items will, will go to them. Nice. Very cool. Your question for these guys, Andrew. Uh, ask them about, uh, let's see, sort of what the possibilities are with their, with their drum roaster and what they can do with those different kinds of balls. <laughs> and if you really want to get under their skin, ask them when they're going to break out the caramel malt. Yeah. yeah yes. That'll be a really interesting yeah. one. If you want to stir up some controversy. Say well, I don't know. Are they gonna? Is he gonna punch me in the mouth? It might. I don't know. All what, right. what was the question? What was it again? Ask them when they're gonna start rolling out caramel or crystal malts. Okay. Good. Got it. <laughs> Great, Jeff. This thanks. is the prep for the next segment. It's <laughs> happening right now, live on here. Why not? We're writing this down as you, you're Great. seeing this go on. All right, guys. Thank you so much, uh, Jeff. Give the address for. Uh, Spice Trade in the Yak and Yeti. Yeah, so Spice Trade is located at 7803 Ralston Road, uh, right in Old Town, Arvada. So right off Wadsworth Boulevard. It's about 15 minutes from downtown Denver. Historic. Absolutely Beautiful historic. historic house. Yeah. Gorgeous yellow house. There's actually a replica of the house here tonight. There's outside. a looping. Um... It's a small <laughs> yeah. but winning house. It's beautiful. <laughs> and everyone yeah. should come vote on it. Hey, That's he's right. no short of life. There he is, Jeff Tyler. <laughs> Spice, Trade's Brewing. Spice Trade Brewing Company. Andrew Moore here with us. These guys are going to step aside. We'll come back. Emily and Todd in the house. And uh, Root Shoot Malting up next on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. The most delicious hot dogs in Denver are at Billy's Gourmet Hot Dogs. Signature dogs, specialty dogs, gourmet sausages, homemade, hormone-free, 100% single-sourced meat, and never any artificial flavors or coloring. You can taste the difference. 24th and Larimer, near Coors Field, plus food truck, street carts, and at Fiddler's Green. Savor the best damn dog in Denver. Billy's GourmetHotDogs.com Beer is good, beer is good, beer is good, it's good. Hi, this is Jim Cook from Sam Adams, and you are listening to The Modern Drinker on iHeartRadio. Cheers. Let's go drink some beer. 
We can do that. We'll drink beer all night long, especially here at uh, Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project, 925 West 8th Avenue, the Modern Eater Show, Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker. It's a really cool thing, especially beer for a cause. Come on down. We've uh, assembled some, uh, I don't know if they're delicious. Can we eat our uh, gingerbread houses that well, are out there? I'm sure you could. Uh, you could eat ours. Mm-hmm. I know that. But And, and so they're, if I were to eat one, I would pick ours just because I know what's in it. I don't know what these guys put in there. Very sugar forward. Yeah. Let's introduce them to the show. Root Shoot Malting, and it's very cool. Emily Olander and Todd Olander, owners of Root Shoot Malting, on the Modern Eater Show tonight, live from Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. Welcome, yeah. you guys. Cheers, All right, guys. thank yeah. you. Thanks yeah. for having us. Uh, fun night so far, right? Yeah, yeah it's been great. Yeah. Uh, so everybody built a <laughs> gingerbread house. <laughs> yeah, and people are voting right now, and it's actually turned out to be a really good time. I already said we're all winners. Can yeah. we do that? We're all winners. Yeah, we are all winners. I mean, there I are some really cool houses out there. There are. So. Yeah. Do you see the Denver uh, landscape the out skies there? Get, yeah. Those guys are crazy, oh whoever did that with one. The lights <laughs> and, oh <laughs> with yeah, the lights. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Stiff cool. competition. Oh, yeah. Uh, I already conceded to Jay on the show. I don't think ours is the best. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I, I mean, ours might be takes up the most square footage, I think, out there because right. we did a lot with of bigger and whistles. Better. Not in this case. <laughs> you know, yeah. It, it, if Not you're following that model, yes. But when you look at somebody else and you're like, well, they actually spelled something on. You know, it, there's, there's a lot. Lot more going on than ours. Right. Yeah. Root shoot malting. What? No, so, uh, for the novice that's listening, what do you guys do? What do we do? Yeah. Well, good question. Uh, so we're a family farm. So that's how everything pretty much got started. First of so. all, field trip. Yeah, uh, yeah. You guys oh, definitely need up. to come up. We'd That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, love field yeah. trips. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've had all kinds of people come up in the last year. So yeah. we've been open for just a little, a little over a year now. And you're We've, suppliers. We are, yeah. We're supplying supplying malt to breweries and distilleries, and we're actually growing all of the grain ourselves. So, um, so like I said, we started as a family farm. We've been growing barley for about 40 years. Um, my dad started farming barley for Coors, um, and then we were just looking to diversify the farm a little bit, and we we're like, well, we can grow barley. Like, what else can we do with it? And so we added the malting aspect to it, and. Uh, I so far, back so, so, good, far. Huh? Yeah, so far so good. Yeah, so far so good. It's been great. Yeah, we've got a lot of support. We're working with almost a hundred different breweries in Denver and wow. Colorado area. So yeah, and it's where, been amazing. Where, where's the bubble? Where I mean, I, how many? I, hopefully, working? there isn't one. Yeah. Really? <laughs> can you can, is, your your land will yield the, the, as much as need be? Yeah. So so we farm about uh, 1,500 acres, and uh, we use. Wow. Or, or we grow corn, alfalfa, barley, wheat, and rye, and uh, so the malt house. To supply the malt house for one year, we just need 200 acres of that. So it's only oh. a small portion of it. Um, wow. Here's so. our goal. All, how many are there? I think there's 306, no, 61. One just opened now, another brewery in that's Colorado. Right. Right. Imagine yeah. that. That's yeah. our goal. We're going to get root shoot in every single Yeah, single that's single it. Single yeah, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> think you could do that? Uh, to At a small amount, I imagine. So, yeah. I mean. The, the scale that we're at, we really can't produce that much malt as, as far as what is actually being uh, used in Colorado. So let's say New Belgium wanted to make their fat tire beer uh-huh. with our malt. Yeah. That would exceed, that would be about two years worth of our production. Really? So we're on a pretty small scale. Okay. So, and yeah. staying, is staying small with these, you know, family owned and, because here you guys are a family owned and operated business. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Um, you're, you're yielding as, as much as people want right now, and you'll continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you take the model of a few years down the road, uh, which everything is grow, grow, grow. Yep. Um, I don't think it's a bad idea to just kind of stay that exclusive family owned is that model that works right yeah Yeah, Yeah. absolutely i i I think that that's i mean we don't we don't we don't want to get that big (laughs) yeah who are some businesses that you just would love to scream from the rooftops that these are the who we supply our mall to who Uh, well uh station 26 down here intrepid sojourners spice trade of course yeah um city star and birthed we do a lot with those guys oscar blues has been a huge supporter of us um like I said, we, we're working with almost 100 different people. Uh, 222, a lot of people in Aurora, like uh, Launchpad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people that? love I mean, to just, hear yeah. that the ingredients that you guys are providing yeah. are delicious ingredients, and not only uh, w- what you're providing here locally, but it's uh, it's a consistent product that goes to everybody throughout the uh, brewing and dis- distilling yeah, exactly. industry as well. Yeah, distilling yeah. too, right? Yeah. yeah. So I guess the. Uh, the, the main focus that we've had is not to be just a local supplier. We want to supply the best ingredients that they can get. Yeah. And so that's always been our mission. And so we, we invested a lot of uh, time and money and research and everything into how are we going to actually produce that. Sure. So, so we went to Germany and, and purchased our malting equipment. We can do 20,000 pounds at a time, mm-hmm. um, which seems like a lot, but it really isn't. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it's all computer controlled. I mean... The computer control is only as good as the operator, obviously, but uh, um, it gives us really good consistency, and people have been very, uh, very happy with the results. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, supplying it's one thing, but consistency is a whole nother ball game. Exactly. Um, Also, being able to be timely with orders because, you know, here they go. And I'm assuming that, you know, a lot of it is like uh, you're very personal relationships with brewers that exactly. are leaning heavily upon you guys. So Andrew and Jeff, Jeff from Spice Trade, Andrew from Intrepid Sojourner, we asked them, we said, hey, listen, they're coming up. We want to sound pretty intelligent when we talk to these guys. What's one question apiece that we would ask to? So um, your uh, convection-based malting systems. Mm-hmm. It, I, uh, why, <laughs> why, are, why would he want me to ask you? No, here's the, well, here was the follow-up. Right, are we so going to get punched uh, in our nose? Yeah, so yeah. the convection-based malting system. Uh, why is that so innovative? Hmm. Is that the right? Is that, right where is did it? we get the wrong <laughs> questions? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> we can go right past uh, that if you want. No, no, we can. Uh, I'm not really sure what he's saying. The possibility of your drum roast. Yeah, drum roasting. So... Uh, what we have, like I said, we, we order our equipment from, from Germany, and so it's drum malting is what it is. So we have a separate steeping vessel, which is oh. what we use for hydration. Okay. Uh, it's a vertical vessel, and it spends about 29 hours in it, the barley does, and we just are soaking it in water at that point. Then we uh, transfer it to a horizontal drum. It's about 30 feet long, about as wide as this building, and 18 feet uh, around. So it's very big, and um, we're... We're using cool air to kind of control the growing environment of, of the grain. Um, so that, that's where the consistency comes in. We can really control the temperatures that all those uh, all the grains at, and that's how you produce the enzymes that brewers are looking for. So, all right, good question, uh, Andrew. That yeah. was Andrew. <laughs> Jeff, we got a bone to pick with Jeff. On the other all right, all right. Yeah. Uh, rolling caramel malts. What? Caramel malts, yeah, yeah. Well, we can make uh, crystal malts. We can't actually make caramel malts. So there's a little bit of difference between the two. Okay. Uh, so 
caramel malt is, is mostly made in a roaster, and crystal malts are, can be made in, in the system that we have. So um, crystal malts are, uh, you don't use as, as high of a temperature for crystal malts. So you have to get sacrification to happen inside the kernels, and that's kind of a slow process. So we can bring up the temperature with like fully saturated air, and that's how you, how you get crystal malts to be made. Sacrification, Jay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, hold on, I can't. I have to write that. Uh, yeah, down. yeah, yeah. Can we hold on to them for take a break and hold on to them for the next segment because we got to do uh, squirrel barrels yeah. uh, that are coming. Yeah, are we coming can do on. whatever you want. You're the boss. Jay. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, it's, I'm just, I'm staring at him like this as he talks because half of it I don't really understand, but then the other half I'm like, well, I want to know changed. more about it. You know, yeah, I'm like, I don't know what those words necessarily mean. <laughs> Yeah. But they sound Sometimes I don't either. You know? I think that's <laughs> a good words idea. Out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Emily and Todd Olander and uh, owners of Root Shoot Malting, again, a, a local base farm. And I don't want you to get the misunderstanding that they only work with, you work with people all over the place. Not just Colorado, but beyond, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. Majority has been actually Colorado. but Well, I love yeah. that, that you're giving ingredients from Colorado to other states that need yeah. that, because that's yeah. where I'd want it to come from. Uh, you're right, Jay. Can you guys stick around for a couple of minutes? Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll come back with Root Shoot Malting. Uh, again, we're here at Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project, and it's just a nice night. It's, it's the reason for the season, and if you're not making a gingerbread house, you're missing out on all the fun. That's right. Uh, we, threw, we threw caution to the wind, and we uh, actually teamed up with a great company called My Make Studio, and Chayla and Linda helped us out. But we, we cheated. We, no, we didn't because we were yeah, there we working cheated. hard. Well, we did work hard, but we cheated a little bit. And you were very good at making trees. Trees and cars. I'm the tree and car guy. <laughs> Buildings and all that other stuff. Nah, I'm the have... concept guy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Greg's. He was standing back, going wrong, 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 right, and then it, everything came together. Hey, uh, no one else has a Denver little blue bear out front of theirs. I'm just glad that the permits came in with that structure that we can get it in time to, right. to bring it out here. And the crazy devil-eyed horse out of DIA. Mm -hmm. We captured that. Oh yeah, in absolutely. A little Clay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, check it out. We've got all this stuff on our Instagram, and the Modern Eater is all you have to do is search it out. Check out our Instagram story. We love those. Again, another thank you to Ruth Chris Steakhouse. Uh, last night, Michael McDonald, he is the CEO of Ruth's Chris, and their 155th store opened up in the DTC, and they rolled out the red carpet for us last night. That was so much fun. Thanks, Carrie Baird, for joining us on the show. Uh, season 15 of Top Chef and representing Bardot in Denver, Colorado. We just love this gal. She was on the show with us earlier. If you missed that, we put out the podcast of this show every Monday on our Facebook page. Uh, mm -hmm. Just look for The Modern Eater and check that out. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Here's another cool thing. Guys, have you heard about this? Uh, Todd and Emily, it's called Squirrel Barrel, and these guys are making a bear. Did you see it back there? We did. We walked back there. Uh, we've, yeah, we. It's I feel cool. like I feel like we see them all over the place. Alex is all over. Future yeah. millionaires. Yeah. <laughs> these, oh, totally. These yeah. guys, and they have a patent on it. It's a, it's innovative. It's sustainable. Uh, wood is at its scarcity. They're bringing these barrels out called squirrels that uh, you're going to want to hear this. So we'll do booze in the news, all the booze news you can use at 745 with Squirrel Barrel. In the meantime and in between time, Root Shoot Malting and Emily and Todd Olander will be coming up back with us next on the Modern Eater Show live from Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. This is Charlie Papazian. You can try and I'll probably say yes. You're listening to The Modern Drinker on iHeartRadio. Do you have the goods? 
Jay Parker here for The Goods Restaurant. If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Do you love a great sandwich? How about wood oven roasted vegetables on multigrain bread with rosemary, mayo, and olives? It's vegan and certified gluten-free. Or for the meat lover, try one of the most popular menu items, the Paleo Bowl, with house-smoked pork, wood oven roasted veggies, two sunny-side-up eggs, and Indonesian sambal sauce. Trust me, it's delicious. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and a full bar with two daily happy hours, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They are family and children friendly and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com Welcome to Brews Beers and Kick Back. We make lots of badass Belgian-style beers that get rave reviews. And for the holidays, we've cooked up some very special beers, including a spicy golden ale with citrus notes, a quadruple with black currants, Hellraiser Gold and Strong, and coming soon, our Belgian-style champagne beer. The only one in Colorado. It's brewed once a year and not to be missed. We're in the Midtown community at 67th and Pecos. And if you're looking for some great holiday gift ideas, we've got those too. Cool brewery apparel, limited bottlings of small batch brews. And for your special friends, there's the World of Belgian Beers Tasting Class, a totally unique experience. Don't forget to stock up on crawlers for your holiday parties. That's Brews Beers, 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. Check us out at www.bruzbeers.com. We're dog-friendly indoors and out, so come on in and experience some Belgian-style badassery. Uh, back to the show in just a moment, but before we do that, Jay Parker here on the Modern Night Eater Show, I want to talk to you about our buddy Jeff Rourke over at A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Jeff Rourke is a guy who installs tap systems, and he installs craft beer systems, coffee, wine, water, anything that comes out of a tap, Jeff is your guy. He'll work with you, the owner, with your general manager. He'll make your dreams a reality when it comes to installing draft lines because uh, they're not that simple. And uh, don't underthink it. You don't want to overthink it, but you don't want to underthink it. Call Jeff Rourke, 720-272-3809, and get your report card. Greg, a lot of these bars and a lot of these restaurants are pouring inefficient beer. And when you pour inefficient beer, what are you doing? You're pouring your money down the drain, Jay. <laughs> That's right, Greg. Don't pour your money down the drain. You don't want to do that. <laughs> don't pour your money down the drain. Call Jeff Rourke, A-plus Beverage Solutions, 720-272-3809. Jeff Rourke, A-plus Beverage Solutions. Hello, this is Sam Caligioni from Dogfish Head Craft Brewery, and you are listening to The Modern Drinker on the iHeartRadio Network. All right, back at it, the Modern Eater Show, live from Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project, 925 West 8th Avenue. Uh, things are just heating up here. If you're in the shot of our voice, come down and join us because you'll want to vote on these. Uh, I was just out looking at the tally. We're, we're not doing well. We're did not you doing... put some votes I... in for us? I hope you did. <laughs> no, no. No, I, I took I was... your cup and yeah. combined <laughs> it with right. our cup. Every time I go outside, I take two pieces of popcorn out of everybody <laughs> else's cup. Yeah. It's That's the my... honor system tonight, and why not? Because we're all family. And I always say it, uh, high tides raise all ships, and that's what we're doing, collaborating. Uh, it's a community effort, and community is where it's at, especially the tight-knit group like us in the Mile High City in Denver, Colorado, on a brisk winter evening. And we'll just uh, link back up, and it's so cool right now because Todd 
and Emily from uh, Root Shoot Malting are rejoining us on the show. It's cool. We're going to spend a couple more minutes with you guys, but we felt like here's what we need to do. A lot of industry people listen to our show, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we always give people the 30-second elevator speech of why take a look at us at Root Shoot Malting, right? Mm -hmm. uh, talk to us about the brand and, and why people, brewers, distillers, should take a look at you and come out and visit the farm with Jay and I. I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, go for it, Emily. Yeah, come on up. We we we'd love to have you guys. Really, I yeah, think that that's right. one of the most unique things to us is that we we are the farmers. So you know, a lot of people are interested in the agriculture side of our malt house sure. too because. I mean, I, I grew up in Denver, and I didn't know anything about farming until I met this guy. So it's, it's just really intriguing and fascinating to learn about, you know, where your, gar your barley is grown and how it's grown and right. how you harvest it and then, and then what you do to the end product. Absolutely. So I think that that's what, what's, what's really unique to us. Is, Can I drive that. a tractor if I come up there? Yes. No, okay. please. <laughs> God, tractor no. rides. Yeah. All right, this guy, Todd. Uh, it's in your family. It's in your blood. This is what you do. It's your passion. Uh, talk a minute about your passion and what you're doing so well. All right. Huh? That's uh, a hard question, you know? Just tap into yourself. I tap you're into myself. Farmer, yeah, yeah. Well, so, so I think I'll just it begins gonna, there. You are yeah. a farmer, man. I am, yeah. And, and this yeah, is what that's you crazy. So, so when I actually uh, graduated high school, went off to college, went to CSU, I got my construction management degree, nothing to do with agriculture. Once I got into that industry a little bit, I was like, man, I really miss the farm. You know, I'm just going to go straight back to the farm. As soon as I graduated from, with the construction degree, I just went straight back to the farm because I just, I miss the living. I miss like working on it with my dad. I mean, it, it's a family uh, operation. I mean, it's just my dad and I and Emily, and then we have like three or four other guys that help us out to just grow the crops and just always trying to produce the, the, the best crop every year. We're always trying to, to do better. We're always trying to get either a better yield or a higher quality. Uh, either either one of those so and farming is um, not a guarantee it's not right no, i mean no. there's a lot of there's a lot of that worry and angst and and listen hard work yeah. like let's make this thing work right it, exactly you never know what the weather's gonna do wait so, uh, todd uh, looks like you're getting up around <laughs> noon uh, usually yeah. noon yeah yeah yeah, yeah. semi-alarm for 11 early. yeah oh, no. <laughs> some days you know I, I sleep in it as much as i can you yeah. know yeah yeah but, he's a ski bum in the winter he loves yeah. the winter months yeah and that was another reason i wanted to go on a farm i was like i just want to ski in the winter and then i'll work harder in the summer you know but uh that really hasn't worked out to be honest you know it's all it seems to be continuously working but um, it, it's been good it's been fun when so. it's your passion when it's what you do right. when it's yeah. what's in your blood yeah. Yeah. you have this love for the land i feel like farming yeah. is so different from you know working in just a regular office setting and it's it's yeah you just have it's, it's just in in your heart you know that you know you, it, yeah. it's funny how emily says that because when we were in the break i was talking to these guys a little bit just mm -hmm. saying hey I, i'm in love with you and all that sort of thing yeah. but i was and it's like i almost hear it in, in todd's yeah. voice when he when you ask him that question and he really doesn't have like a great answer for it it's because i told him in the break i'm like it's just who you are that's what he does it, you know it's not you're not trying to sell anything to us or sell your brand it's what? like yeah. i'm a farmer i get up and i farm and i try yeah. to make the best stuff that's it yeah. what else well, do you what, want me to say what strikes me is there are a few ingredients in doing business number one the product and number two the process number three the people mm -hmm. you have those three ingredients you're going to do business and yeah. i see that with you guys and i now i'm fully understanding yeah. why places like uh intrepid sojourner yeah. 
and just want to do business with you guys. Yeah, thank I love you. It so much. That means a lot. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. field trip it is. You can't come turn on. back yeah, now. Yeah. We have we have audio evidence. Oh, <laughs> I get to drive it away. When we're up there, tractor rides. Yeah, that's right. That's right. This is what we do, and it's so much fun. Squirrel Barrels coming up, and I'm just really anxious to talk to David and Alex about these squirrels. Absolutely. Because when I look into their eyes, I say, future millionaires. Yeah. And it's so cool. Uh, thank you guys. Uh, thank you, uh, thank guys you for yeah. having us. Awesome. Uh, root shoot malting and it, look them up online. Do you have a website? How are you doing that? Yeah, uh, rootshootmalting.com. It's pretty easy. That's there it. you yeah. go. Yeah. Just look us up. We have a great website. Uh, you can see what uh, you can kind of just follow along what we're doing. Uh, our uh, Instagram and Facebook and everything. It, uh, it's always just showing us exactly what we're doing day to day events, which pretty cool for people to learn about and people to see so there it is mad props on what you do and your uh little rinky dink <laughs> <laughs> gingerbread house out yeah. there. gingerbread combine yeah, yeah. losers yeah. <laughs> yeah did you notice the shoe i put on top of it yeah, nobody noticed that huh <laughs> thanks you guys are fun we'll see you, you soon guys. all right yeah. new Appreciate friends of the show the modern eater show will be back and we'll talk to you about squirrel barrel you want to know what it is Stick around on the Modern Eater Show live from Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. It's right here at 925 West 8th Avenue. Come down and join us right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Hey, this is Dave Thibodeau from Ska Brewing down in Durango. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatura. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale, taste lavender tripel, and the distinct horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully sourced spices and herbs enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, look us up online at sojournerbeers.com and remember to drink globally, locally. Now it's time for the Modern Drinkers Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your Booze News. Works for her now. All right, yes it is. Booze in the News, the final segment on the Modernator Show. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, live from Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project, 925 West 8th Avenue. Uh, all's well in the world. It's the reason for the season, and we just made some uh, gingerbread houses that people are voting on right now. Uh, it's Beer with a Cause. We've got a great charity. Bring down your non-perishable items, whether it's a can. Uh, just help out. You know, let's give back. And, and uh, it's a very 
uh, cool night here, and we don't have a chance over here, Jim. No, we're not going to win that thing. But it, it, like you said, Greg, we're all winners, and uh, it's just fun to give back, to hang out. When I say we're all winners, that's just easing my pain. Yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> just, Me too. All right, booze in the news, all the booze news you can use every week on the Modern Eater Show, and I thought this was a very important thing. And I want to introduce to the program something new. I, I guarantee... I don't guarantee it, but there's a real big chance you've never heard of anything like this. And it's called Squirrel Barrel. And uh, David Monahan and Alex Makovich is on the show with us right now. First of all, David, Alex, welcome to the show. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Alex is the uh, lady on the show right now, and David <laughs> is the uh, gentleman. And let's just jump right into it. I'm going to defer. Uh, first of all, whoever wants to jump in, go for it. What is Squirrel Barrel? Well, squirrel is a square barrel, hence our name. We're very creative. Uh, but what we've done... Don't overthink it. Exactly. Right? What we've done is we've taken the barrel and we've actually moved it into this space that makes more sense for where our industry is. So a square barrel, of course, it, it maximizes space. It does stack. Uh, but it actually, because we're using a stainless steel frame for the structure of this barrel... We're minimizing a lot of the waste in our industry. We're actually able to uh, maximize the use of a tree. We're able to um, expand on customization. Now, uh, because every stave in our barrel is separate, you can fully customize this barrel. You can experiment with different wood types, different treatments. It's really a barrel that is more than a barrel. It allows uh, for this industry to be more creative and embrace that. So the industry being uh, distilling, brewing, um, you know, we're making squirrel barrels for a lot. And, and when I met you guys, my, my brains, the synapses in my brains were firing and going crazy because I'm thinking to myself, entrepreneurship is so close to my heart. And you find a need and you fulfill it. You found a need, Absolutely. you fulfilled it, and I'm the dummy who didn't do it. <laughs> who figured this out? Who figured out this need, and what was the need? Go ahead. The, uh, actually, the guy who invented this is a Cooper. He's been a Cooper for 30 years. and What's a Cooper? A Cooper is a person who makes barrels. Okay. So Little this, known fact, Jay, did you know maker, that? Yes, I've loaded that in. That's why they call them Cooperages, because they make barrels at the Cooperages. And they had trouble finding wood. For their for their barrels, their more traditional barrels. So there's, and, and so, we've talked to guys like uh, Noah at Rocky, Rocky Mountain Barrel Company, I think, yes. and other barrel uh, facilitators. I want to say, uh, and there's a scarcity of the wood exactly. right now. Exactly. So go off of that. So because he, the because of the scarcity of the wood, he was wondering how he could create a barrel that would use products that they would typically be throwing away in a cooperage. And so he came up with the, this idea of using the stainless steel frame and using the size of wood that would typically be thrown away because yeah. it's too small for the traditional barrel. Unfortunately, a traditional barrel, uh, it's a very inefficient process of producing that barrel. You're cutting down a live oak tree that's been around for about 100 years, and the on there's only enough proper wood for about one or two or three traditional barrels. So there is a lot of waste in that industry. Uh, and the most common piece of, of trim is a 15-inch stave wood. So that is the wood that we use in this barrel. So we are minimizing traditional barrel makers' wood waste, uh, maximizing the use of the tree. And as we said, um, from a regular barrel, you're actually 
A small amount of the wood is contributing to flavor and micro-oxygenation that a spirit needs. With our barrel, everything, we, we cover that. You are getting the same equivalent micro-oxygenation. The uh, wood is now used exactly where it is needed most. Are you telling me that from a 100-year-old oak tree, you're only getting like max three barrels out of it, and that's on a good exactly, day? Yes. Yeah, on a Isn't good that day. just and that's like not a scary hold up. thought? It's not yeah. going to hold up. Barrels have been made the same way since like 450 B.C. And How I'll, do we still have wood well, left <laughs> to do that? Well, let me tell you what strikes my mind, and, and I'll get back to you in a second, David, but my thoughts are fleeting, is that we're going through growing pains, and dispelling tradition of what's happened for many, many years, that it might not be the most efficient way or the most effective way, that just using that word tradition leaves you in that rut. When you wipe away that mindset, you look for the future, you believe in sustainability, you believe in better technology for the flavoring of spirits or beer, uh, that when you wipe away all that and you get in that mindset, now we have an evolution of a revolution. Exactly. In, in barely. Yeah. And yeah. people are interested and they're committed to knowing what they are consuming. I mean, we have this grain to glass, this farm to fork movement where people care about the products. They want to know that they're sourcing something responsibly. Um, and oak wood is a major ingredient in our mm -hmm. alcohol industry that we are not fully aware of. Uh, but we. Now is a great time to learn more about this because yeah. it's an ingredient. Yeah. Think use. about being able to tweak your flavor profile exactly. to exactly. your liking. Yeah. To tweak it yeah. in, an, in a precise way because brewers and distillers are demanding that. And we look at guys that are trying to, not that we're trying to cheat or rush or hurry the distilling process or to put the wind, but it's a big thing for a distillery to be able to get their their product to market quicker. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the old traditional ways of being able to just suffer. You know, my mom always says to me, you need to suffer as bad as I did <laughs> when I was growing up and you need to go through the thing because it makes you tough. So on. you know what? Right. No, you don't have to do that. You can be smarter. You don't have to work harder. You need to work smarter. And what I believe you guys are doing is you're doing everything the smart way. Exactly. Uh, just kudos to you. Well, it also gives these guys like Sojourner the ability to create a product that matches their beers. And so they have 12 different options and the variations in the barrel to create something that really does optimize the barrel for their products. Right. To clarify that, our 10-gallon barrels have 12 staves. So what you needed 12 barrels to do, you can now do in one barrel because each save is separate. I just There's never enough time in a show. We're going to have you guys back over and over again. I appreciate your time, David and Alex. Squirrel barrel is what you'll be able to find out. This is even. This is probably not a... So I'm just going to give a shout-out yeah, to what's okay. going on, and we'll get them on the next show there. Okay. Uh, but we have a great band that's coming up next here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Guys, you. Thank you so much. Bye. A great band's going to come up here next, and we've got to thank them from... Uh, the bottom of our hearts, Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. They're just such a classy act. And, and again, uh, get yourself down here broadcasting live from Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project, 925 West 8th Avenue. We'll see you next week on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio.